This audio orgasm is not safe for work and is strictly for adults only. Now, let's get it on. And I'll pull out my aluminum bat. Why well, I have a aluminum bat in my car, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was fucking Sting from WCW. <laughs> hey, it works. Just for whatever occasion, a bat is always a nice touch. Go on. <laughs> so I told him, I said, come outside, pussy. I ain't coming outside. So me, I'm I'm getting mad because I want to fuck him up even more now. That he's not coming outside. So I'm screaming it. Come outside, pussy. I'm going to fuck you up. I'm talking all that shit. And my friend who was inside with him, I was like, yo, devil wants you. You need to go outside. I want him coming in here beating the shit out of you. Yeah, I don't want to be guilty by association. Go on. <laughs> so, so he's like, I'm not coming out here. So I said, all right. Don't bring your ass out. I'm going to make sure you come out here now. So I just started whamming the fuck out of his car. <laughs> That's nice. Even Breaking all the windows out yeah. with the bat. Everything fucking up shit. He's inside crying. I said, you'll bring your bitch ass outside. I'm coming in there to get you. Yo, niggas, bitches, bitch ass niggas, dyke ass hoes, black ass and bright ass hoes, fags, hags, and scallywags. Get your motherfucking ass on the floor, you heard? It's about to go down like a motherfucking plane crash. It's about to burn like a badass perm. Your boy, make it right. I'm your host, that motherfucker Jody B. And tonight, we have a special guest gangster, fellow podcast host, a member of the circle, and it's it's actually really funny because this motherfucker, I've been I've been done the show twice and haven't had him over to my house. So tonight I decided to extend the invitation to a good friend, a bit of a podcast ambassador, if you will, a friendly face, and better known in our circle of filthy motherfuckers. Coming in hot, the host of the Delvin Cox Experience, <laughs> Mr. Delvin Cox, live in the house tonight. What's up, dude? What's up, brother? Everything good with you? <laughs> yeah, as long as I get this shit to work out right. That was pissing me off. You heard me setting up, but I could not get 
Nelly to line up right. I'm like, you fucking asshole. This is supposed to be a funny surprise. <laughs> that was masterful. I loved every bit of it. <laughs> well, I have that to was holler, awesome. I have to holler at my people. We'll clean it up real nice. But yeah, hello, Delvin, you fucker. You come to see me here tonight. Uh, I've had the pleasure of sitting down and chatting with you a couple times, and I really enjoyed it. And uh, I figured this evening, if you don't mind, I could have you over here. I could maybe uh, introduce you to some of my listeners, if there are that many, and, you know, maybe turn them on to the awesomeness that is Delvin Cox. So, hey, man, uh, if you don't mind, give me the spiel. Give Give me the show spiel. I know you got it memorized. Hit me with it. (laughs) <laughs> I actually don't have it memorized, but I can tell people what it's about. Delvin Cox Experience is a podcast about diversity. The whole tagline of it is it's a one-man mission to unite our culture to diversity. And I go directly by that, man. I have different guests on no matter what the race, culture, creed, sexuality is. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. It's all about getting people together at a table and people learning from each other from their experiences. And I think that's very important, especially in this day and age, to learn from each other. And to build and grow off of that. Absolutely. And I dig it, man. Like you did, what was the series you did? Is it like This Is America or something you did not too long ago? It was a very yeah, interesting. The State of America series, which was really interesting, where I've had different cultures and different races talk about how they feel about America today. Mm. It was really interesting. It, it was. I was curious when, when I first, you know, the first series was just white people, wasn't it? <laughs> white America? Yes. So and people I, was up fucking set. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard it, and I go, "Oh, this is gonna be interesting." <laughs> I keep saying interesting, fun, uh, exhilarating. Like I go, "I'm gonna get some popcorn." <laughs> this is gonna turn out good. <laughs> it was fascinating to say the least, especially after that first episode came out. Because spoilers, black people were fucking mad. <laughs> they were really upset when you do things like this. And a lot of times people like, especially with Twitter and podcasts and stuff like that, but um, people don't hear the whole story or see the whole thing. Sometimes they just come into your podcast and just think, oh, this is this is what it's about and not get the whole concept of it. So when they heard me just talking to these white people, they kind of thinking, oh, this motherfucker's out here giving us all his white guilt and shit like that. It's not about that. Yeah. Sometimes you got to hear the other side of things so you can relate to it. And people were just like, oh, he's just sitting here talking about white people. The white people just sitting there on this podcast complaining about their problems. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo, and shit like that. I'm like, no, it's more to it than that. I think one of the biggest mistakes that we make today is, and people are going to get mad if I say this or not, but fuck it. I can say it on your podcast. You goddamn right. Say it. Spit it out. People, especially these so-called woke motherfuckers, always want to sit there and kind of brush off some of the issues that white people have because they're like, oh, it's white privilege. Don't you, you can't you can't have issues, but you have to really look at the whole situation is the fact that we've been brushing off these issues is the reason why we're in the situation we are today. And I think people really take a hard look at that. In fact, if our president and chief wasn't reaching out to these people that were who felt poor and disenfranchised in terms of like the farmers who lost their jobs or the coal miners and stuff like that and saying, hey, I'm going to get you your jobs back, even though he knew damn well he wasn't going to do that. If he wasn't reaching out to those people that we've been ignoring for all these years, then he wouldn't have got those votes. And I think people need to take a hard look at that and start to think, you know what? These people have been wronged, and what can we do to fix that? That uh, that election was a rude awakening for a lot of people, I think. <laughs> yeah. On I mean, so many different levels. And I think a lot of people don't look at how it actually happened. A lot of things happened in the election a lot of people didn't pay attention to. One of the things that happened was black people didn't fucking vote. Black people didn't didn't give a fuck about Hillary. They didn't give a fuck about Trump. So they just said, fuck it, we're not voting. 
it was one of the lowest turnouts that black people ever had voting. Part of me says, I can't blame you. <laughs> Why would you? What does it fucking matter? Which is what, like, you know, I'm, I'm an ex-convicted felon. I fucking, I can vote. I still haven't just because I, I'm not well-educated enough to be able to make that kind of a decision for everybody. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You know, and I don't knock people for that at all because I feel like, well, I feel like everybody should use their right to vote. I can understand why people don't want to vote because there's almost no incentives to vote. Like there was a situation, I think it happened down here a few years ago, where a woman was an ex-felon. She thought that she can vote still. Mm-hmm. So she went and voted. Heard about it. Voter fraud. Voter fraud. They put her ass in jail. Prison. Yes. So when you see in the new, yeah, yeah, in fact, the news sensationalized a lot of things. But when you, as an African American, see stories like that, the first thing that comes to your mind is, "Fuck that! I'm not voting." Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, and I, it's very disheartening to see stories like I think she got like ten years or something ridiculous. I want to say it was at least five. Yeah, it, she got that ridiculous amount of years, and motherfuckers actually rigged the election and mm. didn't get nothing happening to them. Well, it's no different than uh, this. What's the the bitch that paid for her college kid to get into college or whatever? What she go to jail for two weeks? Yes. And that other lady that registered her kid in a separate fucking zip code went to prison. Like, you know, uh, yeah. it's it's definitely not fair if if that's the word we're looking for here, guys. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's not fair. It's insane to think that. Our system, because it's not only it's not only a black or white thing. It, it it does come off like that, but it's the fact that our system is so flawed. Oh yeah, <laughs> it has time, been like, has been for a long time. A long time. Like one of the things I always talk about with people is the fact that it says that when you go to trial, you're supposed to be among your peers, right? <laughs> but if you're a black person and your whole jury is all white. How the fuck are they your peers? How are they your peers? They don't know anything about your neighborhood. They don't know anything about you. All they see is, hey, this black guy committed a crime. It's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. But, you know, and it's crazy because now in with the new age, with all the uh, the sexual assault stuff, You're that, guilty. that one sees no color, my friend. Uh, yeah, it's, that is a you fact. Are, you, you are guilty, guilty until and, proven innocent. And even if you're proven innocent, you are still guilty. <laughs> Look, people get raped. I get that. Sometimes... You're just going to get your titty touched. I'm not saying it's right. Punch him in his face. I, I don't have all the answers, but I know that it is very easy for people's lives to change in this day and age. And that's why I'm happily married. I don't even look at bitches anymore unless they're walking away. And then I get I get my shot in, plow, plow, and then I keep on moving. <laughs> yeah, I think we just hit a time where and it's, it all kind of happened at one point. In terms of how everything went when you had the whole Trump presidency, and I don't blame all this stuff on him. It's, it's a lot of things that went into this whole scenario happening. It's almost a perfect storm. But you had the whole Trump presidency, you had the whole grab her by the pussy thing, and then you had all these other cases where people were just coming out like, hey, this person wronged me, this person did this, this person did that. And it it kind of made a big snowball to the point where people kind of overcompensated for it. It dilutes the original point, I think. Yes. You know? I agree. I think Me Too is very powerful. You got creep-ass people out of there. That's awesome. But in the same note, we have to use that. When we have that type of power, you have to use it in the right way. And when you just kind of sit there and just say, you know, he touched my titty 10 years ago. 
and then you kind of just leave it at that. It kind of dilutes the message and not get the real fucking creeps out of here. Because <laughs> if you keep saying that after a while, they're like, really? Did he really just touch a titty 10 years ago? And why do you say anything about it 10 years ago? Yeah. Or oh, I was scared to say anything about it 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they roll their but eyes then, and, all right, cool. See you later. <laughs> yeah, and then it's the whole thing where you have to kind of, when things happen, when a, rape is a very serious issue. Mm-hmm. It's a very serious problem in America. So when these situations happen, especially with people of power taking advantage of young women, or men for that matter, because it happens to men as well, you have to look at it with a serious lens. You have to put light to that. In that same note, you have to make sure we're not diluting it with bullshit. So I think there should definitely be some new assessments as to what counts as what. I think that would probably be a healthy thing. Because unfortunately, laws are laws. There's not really gray area. It's you did it or you didn't. And I don't know, man. I think, you know, sexually penetrating somebody versus like grabbing somebody's butt cheek in a line. They're they're both technically assault. I, I agree one hundred percent. You should keep your fucking hands to yourself. Definitely. But it's, question. it's not the same thing. And I understand, okay, so what sexual assault, you know, one, two, three, like like one of those things is not the same as the other. <laughs> yes. It just needs to be a clear line so that it's not taking up all the the important cases and time and all this other shit. I mean, there's so much other shit going on right now, just in in general. I saw a thing earlier. I think it actually put me in a bad mood, Delvin. And I felt like a prick because I'm sitting here actually reading something on Twitter getting pissed off. And that doesn't happen a lot anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So I read a law or a thing. They said that they were going to make it a federal crime to... Uh, for animal cruelty would be now become seven year mandatory federal crime. Now here's the thing, Delvin. Uh, I like animals. I really do. You know, I've been around them a lot in my life, dogs, cats, uh, the, the usual domesticated shit, but also, you know, chickens and goats and farm animals and shit like that too. I don't think that anybody should beat the shit out of their animal or set them on fire or fucking stab them or whatever some some couple crazy motherfuckers happen to do. But when you pass a law like that on a federal level, me personally, it feels like another way for somebody to put a person into a cage for a very long time for something that, I mean, it sucks, but at the end of the day, come on, man. <laughs> this is... That you know they put dogs to sleep every day in this country. You gonna are, is it only legal if doctors do it? <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I, I don't think, know. It's weird. <laughs> I, I saw I think, that and it triggered me. I was just kind of like, well, what the fuck? So now what? What happens? We pass a federal law, and now what? The USDA comes under fire because some hippie fucking decides that you can't kill cows anymore, and now I don't get to eat cheeseburgers. I think doing that, you're kind of pushing the boundaries of what you can and can't do. Like, for example, what if a dog runs out in the street and you hit a dog? That was a thought. Are you going to be charged with manslaughter? Right. That was a thought that I had. I said, okay, so you hit somebody's dog and you get out and you didn't kill it, though. You just knocked it damn near to death. And you get out. What do you do? Are you going to kill it? Because that's what I think most people are supposed to do if it's literally laying there writhing in pain. What are you going to do? You're just going to let it sit there and die? You fucking, you do what you do. You cut its throat. You know, cops are going to shoot it. There's there's plenty of things that are going to happen, but now you're talking about the possibility of putting somebody in prison for seven years for that. Yeah, not saying it will happen, but it could. <laughs> it's yeah, just it's, a, it's, it's certain levels to it that I think could be manipulated. Like, what if somebody calls calls on you and say, "Hey, you've been abusing your animal." Yeah, I saw him fucking his pit bull in the backyard, officer. 
Yeah. <laughs> then you, next thing you know, the police have to come check that out, and you basically going to get a charge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Innocent until it proven is, it is a, It's a federal <laughs> charge. That's the thing about it that's insane. I don't know people who know this or not, but if you get a federal charge, you're doing all those times. That's what I said, and that's what I think got me. Because I understand, dude, in most places, I would like to think that animal cruelty is at least a, a misdemeanor, high misdemeanor, low felony, just in local and state courts. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a few that maybe aren't as crazy, but I'm sure there are plenty of, of regs in place right now for what you can and can't do to animals. But when you throw that federal line in there, <laughs> that's when it gets kind of, you're like, Ugh, I don't know, yeah. dude, like, you're letting them in. <laughs> it's, it's only a matter of time. But then I look like yeah. an asshole because I want to stomp puppies to death now. <laughs> that's because I even <laughs> say something about it. I don't see anybody figuring shit out. And like other people were saying, that'll probably get killed in the Senate anyway, because with the turtle guy, McConnell dude, he's like, nah, homie. <laughs> and he just sits on stuff. <laughs> so whatever. Fuck it. Yeah. And believe it or not, I know a lot of people don't know this or not, who know me, I am a strong believer in a balanced democracy in terms of I'm absolutely fine with the House being run by the Democrats and the Senate being run by the Republicans as long because I feel like that balance helps make the country better. To an extent. I mean, at least it is a portion of it. And that's, I think, I've listened to too much Joe Rogan when he talks about the president being a silly job. It's like, there's 325 million people here. So you're talking about only a few hundred people, a thousand maybe, tops, between all those government officials in the House and the Senate. There's 325 million people here. How could that be even close to a legitimate, uh, you know, like if you're going to, what's a study, a survey, when you... A sense that when you take a thousand people and you give a statistic analysis of it, that's basically what you're doing, right? It's you're just taking a few people from each thing and saying, "What do y'all think?" And then majority rules. So I don't feel like it's enough representation versus the population. So there should well, be it, more people. It's definitely not. Yeah, I think the whole system is just set up that way so the people who are in power can stay in power, and the people who are not in power, well, you just shit out of luck. Oh, look. Delvin's woke. Good job, Delvin. <laughs> Did a whole you know, episode just, about this shit, man. I think I figured it out a long time ago just being poor and white. <laughs> I didn't no. get a lot of fucking favors. <laughs> I got the same government shit that y'all got. <laughs> Not you, but I'm saying, like, come on, brother. In general. Yeah, like, it's the same shit. Rich, poor. That's, that's the line, sir. <laughs> and I think that's where people kind of lose the whole thing that, um, yeah, black people got it bad, but poor white people got it bad, too. Hey, tra- <laughs> trailer park ain't nothing but a fucking project house cut down into layers. I've been in plenty yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, I think people need to real, especially in terms of poor white people and poor black people need to just sit there and like, you know what? We have a lot more in common than we think. Yeah. And we definitely got a lot more in common than these motherfuckers in power. <laughs> like, we need to start looking after each other That's as it. opposed to us siding with them. Yeah, they don't give a fuck about you, dude. Look, I said a post the other day in a tweet. I said, if you've never been dumpster diving once in your life, I can't be friends with you. Like, I can't really be friends with you because you just don't understand. (laughs) You got to fucking have have been in that mud a little bit to get any kind of credibility from me. Life is difficult for most people. Life is hard for some people. And it's not so bad (laughs) for for. A very select few people. Yeah. I don't like to hear them bitch a lot. <laughs> I say that it's even with coworkers and shit. I've had you know 
people, oh, I got gout. My foot hurts. And I'm like, oh, yeah? <laughs> Does your fucking foot hurt? My face hurts. My finger hurts. I'm literally missing chunks of my body. And I get up every day and I put my fucking boots on just like you. Get your ass out of bed and come to work. <laughs> or go find another fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> it's it's kind of weird to complain about shit like that when they're, they're in front of you. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it shouldn't be just me. It should be anybody. You don't know. Somebody could have, dude, I've got my mom and my best friend. They both have, like, scoliosis back. Like, discs and shit all popped out. And so, you know, you wouldn't know to look at them. But you, you see the x-ray and you're like, oh, damn. In, like, 15 years, just walking around is going to suck like a motherfucker for you, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. My mom has that, too. And it fucking sucks. I don't know what's happened. Everybody's got back problems. I think chicks get it from carrying around heavy ass purses. It's a possibility. It's probably what it's it is. Because I, I know my mom used to carry around this heavy ass purse like a fucking shield or something. You should tell her that the next time you see her. Be like, you know what? Your back's all fucked up because you're carrying around that 15 pound purse. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having an electric guitar on your shoulder all fucking day. Uh, okay, so uh, politics. You want to do religion next? Let's go. Whatever uh, you want to talk about, man. This is your time, your time. I'm down to talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'm quite sure you have plenty of questions for me. I have a couple things that I wrote down here. I didn't go much okay. because I just wanted to, I, I know we kind of dug up some other fun stuff this week that I'd like to get into. So this is, this is uh, I'm going to start here just in, in honor of the Delvin Cox experience. You like to do the five for five, right? Where yes. you have five questions. See, I'm a little bit more lazy than that. So <laughs> I, have, I have the terrific three, the terrible three, depending on who, who you might be. That's a good name. I like that name. Uh, Delvin, there's just three questions that kind of popped into my head while I was thinking about it. Then I was like, these are weird. Some of them, they, they get worse. So it's going to go real fast. <laughs> okay. I'm so, down for this. This is awesome. Question number one. Do you remember the last time you were in a physical altercation? What was the outcome? <sighs> Be honest. It's been a, it's been a, <laughs> a while. I don't like I said I haven't been in many fights. No, that's fine. It could be from when you were a kid. I don't care. I'm just curious. No, like, it, it was around. I was probably like 26. Did I ever tell? I think I've told you this story before. I told somebody this story before. But long story short, this guy was talking shit. I he he was like he like fixes like PlayStation and stuff like that. Mm. I think something was wrong with my PS3. Yeah. And he said I'll fix. I said I'll fix it for you. But so this motherfucker ends up getting high as fuck in his house, and my homeboy calls him up and. T- it tells me he tells me like, hey man, this man over here talking shit about he's not fixing your shit. He's gonna take your money and run. So I say, put him on the phone. He puts him on the phone. Man, I'm not fixing shit. F you. You ain't gonna do shit. You a pussy. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I think this is around the time yeah. where I'm at least gonna need my the- Xbox back, motherfucker. <laughs> time out. <laughs> this is around the time where I was a little bit more of a hothead than I am now. I probably was like, I had to be 20, 26, 27. My son was really young. Yeah. So. My wife at the time, she was like, don't do nothing stupid. Me being me, I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to oh, go fuck just, this yeah, dude up. You gaslighting. Said, don't do anything crazy. And she's just touching oh, herself. She's like, don't do anything. I want to see you beat the fuck out of somebody. <laughs> don't do it. Go on. So I drive, I drive to this dude's house and I pull out my aluminum bat. Well, I have a aluminum bat in my car. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was fucking Sting from WCW. Hey, it works. Just for whatever occasion, a bat is always a nice touch. Go on. <laughs> so I told him, I said, come outside, pussy. 
Oh, he's coming outside. So me, I'm I'm getting mad because I want to fuck him up even more now. He's not coming outside. So I'm screaming it. Come outside, pussy. I'm going to fuck you up. I'm talking all that shit. And my friend who was inside with him, I was like, yo, devil wants you. You need to go outside. I want him coming here beating the shit out of you. Yeah, I don't want to be guilty by association. Go on. <laughs> so he's like, I'm not coming out here. So I said, all right. Don't bring your ass out. I'm going to make sure you come out here now. So I just started whamming the fuck out of his car. <laughs> That's nice. Even Breaking though. all the windows out yeah. with the bat. Everything. Fucking up shit. He's inside crying. I said, you don't bring your bitch ass outside. I'm coming in there to get you. And he started crying. Please don't hurt me. I'm sorry. I was fucked up. <laughs> and my homeboy like, please don't. Just go home. Leave That's me alone. Awesome. Hey, sometimes it takes a little Hulk rage. You know what I'm saying? And it's probably better that you beat the shit out of his car. You might be in prison today. <laughs> yeah, I probably would have went to prison. I probably fucking killed him. Because <laughs> I imagine it's hard to stop smacking the shit out of somebody with a bat once you get that first one in there. I saw The Walking Dead. I know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The thing about me is I'm really even killed. Like 90% of the time, there's a lot of shit that happens. I, I won't even get angry or visibly mad. But when I get mad, I get insanely upset i feel you bro i really truly do (laughs) it's what happened to me with that fucking let lost shit earlier like i'm why am i even mad right now i'm literally fuming like just talking shit to strangers (laughs) zero to a hundred real quick you know what i'm saying yeah i feel you on that (laughs) oh shit well okay so that was that was the icebreaker delvin you ready to get into some deeper shit i'm down let's go what is the weirdest thing you've ever masturbated to, albeit video, or just in general, the strangest porno you've caught yourself watching? Be honest. I'm thinking. Everybody's got that porn. one. Everybody's got that one. Go ahead. Probably midget porn. But was it midget porn? It was a midget in the porn? Was it a midget dude or midget chick? Midget chick. Nice. She was, a, she was a good looking midget. I think I think her name was Minnie Maya. Yeah? Yeah, I think that's her name. So, uh, I think I've heard you mention this. You're married now, yeah? No? Well, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> well, well, I'm in the process say... of ending that process, so. Correct. I knew there was, there was somewhere close by, but I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> so, <laughs> pr- I'm pretty sure that if a midget offered me some pussy, <laughs> I would probably be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't think I would even hesitate once. <laughs> yeah, if she's cute, fuck that. Yeah, why not? I don't even know if she had to be cute. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, I've seen man. a couple of attractive, attractive midgets, so I'm like, not in person, but on team, like, oh, try them. The little women of Atlanta, holla! <laughs> I think it's one of them. I think they're twins. Shit. That I've seen, like, in the comment, like, oh, they're, they're attractive. They don't look like they're little people at all, so. I don't even care. I'll take a fat, ugly midget. I'll cover it in a fur coat. It'll be like an Ewok. <laughs> I'm fucking a teddy bear. Ha-ha. <laughs> Man. Well, uh, obviously, you and me have, or you have very, uh, I'm going to try that again. Take two. Obviously, you have uh, way less free time than I do. That's <laughs> <laughs> That is true. <laughs> I think I've been all the way to the other side of porn on the internet and back at this point. Like, I don't even flinch anymore. I'm just, I did see one the other day that was pretty bad. Like, it was a couple months ago. See, that's the thing. I don't have, one, I don't have time. And two, my kids are old enough where they'll know, like, the fuck is dad watching? Don't worry about so it. I and they're always home. They're literally always around me now. So it's like, ugh. 
Well, that sucks. I hope you can get back to normal, man. <laughs> come back. <laughs> come jump back in the pool with all this filth. You've missed a lot of crazy shit. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, I don't know. Like, back in the day, I think the like the taboo stuff was like bestiality stuff or like... I I know that I've probably seen a few questionable pornos on LimeWire back in the day. <laughs> like, oh. as far as age-wise, shit like that. Like, I'm not saying I saw anybody bang a toddler. But you know, back in the day, <laughs> when that shit was the wild, wild west, and it would take all night to download some shit, and then you'd turn it on, and it's like, well, it took eight hours to download this. I'm pretty much going to watch it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what it is. <laughs> Get about two minutes I remember into it. <laughs> back then in the line wide, it was a lot of fucking hentai. It's a cartoon porno, huh? Yeah, there were a lot of hentai, like a, a line wire and shit like that. I just don't get it. And I'm not shitting on it. Look, do you do your thing? Cool. I mean, I'm not saying that if there was a porno with like the stretchy lady from The Incredibles or like. I'm quite sure there is. Yeah, well, I've looked. <laughs> it's. It's okay. It's not really, but yeah. <laughs> Let's just say Pixar hasn't contributed their artist yet for it. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> so it's just some knockoff and some really terrible screen editing. It's not good. But I think there's definitely levels to the shit, but I think some people get into like gross versus just weird versus, you know, just a little kind of out of your comfort zone. What's the tentacle porns? You see that shit? I've never seen that. I've seen it before. I remember, um, I might well tell the story how I first got introduced to hentai. Like, this was the weird, some shit, some weird shit. I went to college for a little period of time at a, um, a black college. It was a Florida Memorial College at the time. Now it's a university. But, um, my friends all stayed in the dorm. I stayed off campus. They were like, yeah, come in the dorm and hang out with us. So I walk in the dorm and these motherfuckers are just sitting around a TV watching fucking hentai. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah, oh, we're watching this. Like, they don't watch it like it's a, like it's the Simpsons or some shit. shit. <laughs> like, I'm not finna sit in this room and watch fucking hentai with you guys. I don't know about this, guys. Yeah, this is this is weird. It was it was a tentacle point. I think the name of I remember the name of it. There was the Blue Girl, and they were just sitting around watching this, and I was just perplexed. Like, why is a group of guys? Sitting around watching hentai together. It wasn't like one or two guys. It was like four or five heterosexual men just sitting around watching hentai together. I'm like, I don't know if I want to be a part of this. Were there any white this, people there at all? No. No. Not one? Not one. That's interesting. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I know, I look, it. with all due respect, most of the brothers I know are into like kung fu and shit. So I don't know if there's a correlation there. <laughs> but, a lot of a lot of guys, a lot of black guys like anime. A lot of black guys like it's not even often talked about, but a lot of black guys love anime. So I'm quite sure hentai probably comes a part of that. But yeah, man, it was a bunch of black guys watching hentai. <laughs> what are you gonna do, man? I mean, it's yeah, I've, I've been to those parties. <laughs> I think I hosted a few of them. Not hen- <laughs> not hentai parties, but nothing too crazy. Like, I never had those, like, back-to-back dudes jacking off kind of shits. But, I mean, yeah, like, you get five. If you're the only guy with the porn and you got the only people for miles around are your buddies, they're just like, all right, cool. You just, you know, <laughs> it's like watching, yeah. uh, just like you said, watching late-night TV, just sitting around, watching people fuck. <laughs> now I've had I have 
see my friends watching porn, but it's never been like a point where they're like watching the whole fucking thing like it's a story. Like 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 there was a porn star back in the nineties, I think it was. His name was Jake Steed. So my buddies had always used to get his porn because it was utterly ridiculous because he used to try to rap. <laughs> so while he was fucking or like in between? In between and sometimes while he was fucking. <laughs> and it was so it was so bad. Oh man. It was hilarious. And like during the whole point he would talk to the girl and stuff like that. It was utterly ridiculous. And for, if you you Google Jake Steed, I think I think he's uh, a I'm he was, at what point he became a big time nineties porn star. Like he But if you watch his porn, because he used to produce porn as well that he was in, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like uh, what early two thousands John Cena when he used to come out and rap with the chain around his neck. Yes, exactly like that. <laughs> That's beautiful. But John Cena can actually rap better than him by far. <laughs> yeah. See, here's the thing. I would love to play a clip of this right now, but the problem is most of these sites might be questionable, and I only get my porn from Pornhub.com. <laughs> <laughs> it has not led me astray thus far. I've not received any phone herpes on account of it. So, sorry. Uh, maybe I'll clip something in later if I get some time. <laughs> there you go. Oh, you found the video of him rapping? No. I was. I typed his name into Google, and uh, there was, I don't know, just a whole bunch of porno. And I think, I think the ones where he used to rap were called Freak Holes and Flows. I'm going to have to write this down. Freak Holes and Flows. <laughs> Well, see, there you taught me something. I didn't know fucking brothers were into anime. Oh, yeah. I had no big idea. Time. You Especially know what? Dragon Ball. See, I think the thing is, it's funny you mentioned this on your show, uh, your idea for your, your new game show. Uh, yes. I think it's going to be a hit. <laughs> I, think I, it, I think it will be, too. I just got to put it all together, but I think it'll be a big deal. I think it'll be funny as hell. Well, just I, fun to have. We remember we talked about it. Obviously, Chappelle did a version of it on his show yeah. where they were like, but it was what I think it was black folks. I know black people, right? That was the deal. I think it would be it hilarious was, uh, just to like they, quiz white people. <laughs> Some of well, the we can answers. talk about it a little bit. The, the whole concept of it is kind of like the quiz white people about it, but also I don't want to do it in a way. That's why it's taking a little longer to do. I don't want to do it in a way where it's kind of demeaning black people. Yeah, I want to do it in a way where it's fun funny and entertaining like I'm probably going to ask a question about Soldier Boy <laughs> oh, but I'm man. also probably going to ask a question about Malcolm X <laughs> so get a little bit of both Yeah, teach people some shit but also laugh at them a little exactly <laughs> I like it, it's going to be great just call it Black History <laughs> Big Bolt that's letters. a good name that might be the name that's funny I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to get onto a too much of a bummer, but it was really kind of neat. Not neat. We were talking in the the group chat, and somebody I don't know. I don't think it was you. Maybe it was posted a thing about the uh, the Tulsa riots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it. I think that was me. I, I, I Bobby, I think his name's Kudo. Bobby, Bobby Kudo. Kudo. Yeah, my yeah. man. He's a good dude. Shout out. He Bobby posted Kudo. it because I had sent him. I d I DM'd a message about about it because on his show. I talked a little bit about that. Black Wall Street. Somebody mentioned it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I heard it too. And my fucking ears went up because after, you know, upon further inspection, I went and did a little research. And, and you know, 
<laughs> there are a few things, in my opinion, that uh, us us white folks, the blue-eyed devil, if you will, uh, could probably at least maybe have a refresher course on before we get all high and mighty about why people should feel the way they feel or, you know, how upset people should be. Yeah. For those who don't know, Black Wall Street was literally the thing that white people always complain about black people not doing. Yeah. It was a group of, it was a, basically a town. I think you said that the wrong way around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But it's it's, it's the truth because that's what white people always say. You guys don't ever get together and build up your own communities. Yeah. Well, we fucking did and you fucking destroyed it. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly, that's literally what happened. Black people in the 1920s got together in this little community and built up one of the most wealthiest towns in America at the time. And racist white people, members of the Klan and stuff, literally came and attacked it like it was fucking Vietnam. Oh, yeah. Like, when I say attacked it, like, they sent planes. They were dragging black people through the streets, murdering them. Yeah, they were dropping dynamite on people's houses. Yes, it was insane. You would think they were, like, going to war. And they just basically destroyed and decimated this area that really never recovered from it. Yeah. Over a false claim. Because some white lady said that some dude that worked in an elevator, cat called her, said something to her, whatever. It it was bullshit. And actually, years later, came and they said, this is 1921. It's not even 100 years ago. It's really not, just in case anybody else is wondering. It's not even 100 years ago. (laughs) So let's just, let's just. Over 300 people? Uh, it just... Fucking... The, the lady made a claim. They took the kid to jail to protect him. Air quote. Which, shit, at that point, maybe. You know, at least they couldn't get to him. So, yeah. White people showed up said, You kill that nigga right now. And everybody yeah. in the crowd said, Well, hold on. Uh... You know, we. I guess we can have a trial. You know, said, don't forget where you're at, motherfucker. And so, uh, the, all the brothers went and got their guns, and they came back and said, "Well, check it out. You're not gonna get him." <laughs> and the white people yeah. said, "Well, let me go get my guns." And yeah, it's basically fucking Gettysburg in Greenwood, Oklahoma. Fuck. Yeah, man. and this is the thing that I always tell people: like, a lot of things come up with. Because that's how the conversation even started with me and Bobby. Because he was asking, "Is reparations really a thing that's feasible and does do black people actually deserve it?" And I was explaining to him like, "You can make an argument against slavery because it was so long ago, but there's been incidents that's happened way after slavery. Yeah, in our in our recent history, where people are actually still fucking alive from it. Yeah, that you gotta be like, damn, we've been doing black people wrong for a very long time. We uh." So earlier this this week, we had a safety meeting at work, and they were talking about just personal care, like, you know, wash your hands, it's flu season, shit like that. I get a flu shot every year, Devin, and my wife makes me. Um, I didn't used to, but I do now, especially with the kid. It's just, you know, we all get them. I work with a couple older black gentlemen, and one in particular who... He's pretty old school. It was funny because my boss was like, guys, you know, wash your hands, blah, blah, blah. Hey, we got free flu shots. You know, go get you one. He goes, uh, nope. <laughs> yeah. And I sat there and I was just kind of like, oh, man. Because then, I, you know, I think about, like, uh, like the Tuskegee experiment. Uh, the, some other shit that, that has gone along where 
Yeah, people just give poor and a just lot of franchise. Poor white, black, mostly black, probably. Poor people just let's try this shit and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of been the thing. Give a bunch of people syphilis. Let's see if this works to stop it. And then don't give them some of it so we can make sure if this shit actually works or not. And then, oh, well, syphilis will yeah. just kill people. No big deal. Fuck them. And the crazy thing about it, because I, I used to always think about stuff like that. And when I was younger, I never really believed in a lot of conspiracy things. Like, you tell me the stories about Tuskegee and stuff. I'm like, that can't be right. Because it wasn't really taught to us in school. That wasn't something that they talk about in history class. But then I started hearing stories about um, the Black Panthers and how the FBI dismantled it. Yeah. And I, then I was like, that can't be real. Then they fucking, they actually came out and said, yeah, we did that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck? And when you start hearing, once somebody acknowledges, hey, we did that to you guys, it makes you think, if they admitted to that, what else the fuck did they do? Yeah, like, the, what, what's the shit you're not admitting to, motherfucker? Because we've been complaining for a minute. Just so we're clear. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that kind of got me. Because, like I said, the, the whole thing I used to hear because I used to hear these stories all the time about how they would say, like, you know, the white man that pumped drugs through the communities and stuff like that, and they got rid of the black panthers. A lot of times you hear that, and you're like, come on, you, you're tripping. That's not a thing that happens. And then you start really hearing the stories behind it, like, oh shit, this really happened. And then you kind of see why older black people feel the way they feel, and it's almost a fear because they've seen what happens in the worst case scenario. They've seen the, especially the older ones who've lived through lynchings and things like that. They've seen their friends killed. Dude. It's such a crazy, like with all due respect, I don't know how I could have reacted in that situation. I wasn't alive back then. I don't fucking know, but I feel like in my heart of hearts, there would have had to have been a part of me as a human being that would be like, well, this is fucked up. And maybe at least not went out for the communal lynchings. There's pictures of yeah. white people standing around eating ice cream and shit. Two or three black folks just swinging. Hey, what's up, guys? Waving. It's like you didn't it's, even... it's insane. Really, man? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just... It's so terrible, like, to sit there and think about it. Like, I know I've probably met some of those people in my life. There's a 100% chance I've crossed at least one or two, like, legit racist old white people. I'm, well, I definitely have. I'm glad they're going. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm glad that they're, they're absent parents and, and didn't pay attention to their kids, so at least their kids would be smart enough to try to understand that their fucking parents are full of shit. <laughs> and, you know, I'm hoping that, that it will kind of turn the tide. I, I think that with as much exposure as, as shit gets nowadays, I think that it helps to at least have people have some conversations. To at least have, like, all these fucking shootings... Like, you can't even deny them anymore, man. Like, I know they yeah. shoot other people, but goddamn, why is it like one in three now? Everybody I see on TV that's getting killed is black. Yes. But you'll chase a white lady down the road in a Jeep Cherokee and not even break her goddamn window after she tries to run over two or three police officers. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's insane <laughs> that it's getting to the point now where shit is just blatant, like... You had the situation where the guy 
was killed in his own home <laughs> by an off-duty police officer. Dude. And they're like, oh, you'll, we'll give you 10 years. And I think she gets probation in five. I still don't know about that. I heard somebody. Uh, it was it was Jimmy Martinez on his show. Uh, he said that he thinks that the brother was trying to smash that. That's why he he forgave her <laughs> and gave her a hug afterwards. <laughs> he said that, he, that's, he's planting I, I a think, pussy seed that he's going to reap in 10 years or seven on good behavior, <laughs> whatever. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's something that we talk about all the time in terms of how sometimes – Black people kind of, a lot of black people feel conditioned to have to forgive people who wronged them. Because it's just so much in their ge- genetics and their DNA. Like, okay, we have to forgive them. We have to move forward with things. But sometimes you got to just say, fuck that. Yeah. Not today. You wronged this. I'm good. You did something wrong. I'm good. I don't have to forgive you for shit. Right. And I feel like, <laughs> like, if that was my brother who was killed, I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. I don't think I could forgive him because it was blatant. And there's no reason it should have ever happened. No. Like, I just, in my mind, look, I've been through some shit. I've been high plenty of times, drunk, fucked up, blackout. I think I've gotten into a few people's cars that I wasn't supposed to. Like, you know, fucking come out of the gas station, not paying attention. You sit down in somebody else's fucking car and you're like, oh, shit. And you got to, or you get the door open. Like, there's a moment where you just kind of go like, oh, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. Shit. I just don't understand how that situation worked out. And when they tried to pull the stand your ground law, did you see that shit, Delvin? Yeah. Props to her attorney. <laughs> I appreciate the effort, man. But dude, <laughs> if that would have flown, I think all hell would have broke loose. They would have sent oh, whatever sure. Dallas or Tech, wherever the fuck they're at, would have been ablaze. Not a doubt yeah, in my it, mind. It definitely would have. <laughs> and the, the craziest thing about it is. After that happened, a couple of weeks later, the same shit almost happened again. Well, this lady's sitting in her house playing her fucking video game for her son, and the police get called to her house because they, because I think the door was unlocked or something like that. And then they were called to make sure they was okay, like a wellness check. The cop goes to the house, goes around the back, shoots her in the head and kills her. Man. She was playing games with her son. Yeah. And then the neighbor was like, he. the neighbor called the police to make sure she was on. It was a regular wellness check. He didn't knock. He didn't say hey, I'm police or anything. He just snuck around the back door and shot her in the head through a window. Because that's what robbers do when they break in. They like to get around a madman, you know what I'm saying? Makes, tens, makes total sense to me, Delvin. Her, her. It's, it's crazy that we are at this point where these, these are common stories that happen. I said And it, it kind of gets brushed over. I said it the other day in a tweet, and I don't know. I think I might have gotten a talking to from Twitter. I don't fucking know. But it. I have friends that are police officers. I have one. My brother's. I have a, a friend who's a police officer who was involved in an officer involved shooting. He's still fighting court cases, you know, because. Criminally, he was acquitted, and there was no evidence. He didn't kill anybody, so that's good. You know what I'm saying? But some guys were dealing drugs, tried to hit him with his car, and, uh, yeah, he he shot, I think, two people. (laughs) Didn't kill them, wounded them, you know what I'm saying? But there was definitely an exchange that, for some people, might have been questionable, 
I know my buddy. I know the kind of person that he is. And I know that I don't think he would ever want to kill anybody for sure. Like, I don't think that's in him. I know he probably would if he had to. At being a police officer, I think that's just a weight that you carry in that holster. At the same token, the same police force, there's a guy that, uh, I think it made national news. Like, he pulled the guy over because he was in a stolen car. or You know, and I'm just saying, like, it's a fucked up situation to start with. Plain and simple. Shouldn't have been there. Shouldn't have been a stolen car, dude. I'm sorry to say that. It's the way it is. But it does not excuse the fact that this cop, once he realized that the guy was about to flee, kind of stepped in front of the vehicle and, yeah, he rolled up on the hood and shot the guy in the chest about eight times. <laughs> Acquitted, yeah. by the way. Video evidence, everything. And uh, when they had his trial here... Uh, there were shots fired in the neighborhood. I don't think they went on, like, lockdown or anything, but I know that they definitely had to call some extra officers. Like, shit is getting very volatile, is my point. I started to drift there for a minute, but I remember now. My tweet said, look, I know that there's at least one racist police officer in every state. I said, if there's only one, that's 50. That's too many, right? Yeah. There's definitely more than one per state on average I guarantee it <laughs> so if these guys don't start policing themselves that I, I understand you know protect your brother and all that shit but at the same time if, if they don't stop hiding these people that are doing legit bad things people are going to start killing police officers like it's that would going be to happen and I'm, I'm just saying that's what happens next when you get to a point where you're not listening. You're not changing. You know, the, the United States population are well-armed. I think that's been proven by every statistic I've seen recently about gun control and all that shit. Yes. They may not win a, a battle with the Army. They got rocket launchers and shit. But if you don't think they can't win a fight with police officers, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, it did add on to that the fact that there are a lot of people who agree with the black people. So yeah. it's not going to just be a black or white thing. No, that's what I'm saying. You be that guy, and you, it's, I'm just this is a PSA for anybody who happens to be an officer of the law that might hear my voice right now. If you guys don't stop, I'm telling you, one of you guys is going to pull the trigger on somebody in a neighborhood. And you're going to get shot at from eight different directions. Yes. You think I'm playing. I'm not. <laughs> and it's, I'm a, it's sorry. a terrifying thing to think about. <laughs> Frightening. Everything's going to be cool until that trigger gets pulled. And then everybody in that neighborhood's going to start shooting at you. <laughs> it's going to be like Grand Theft Auto. Guess what? <laughs> you got five stars. Five stars. I hope they figure it out. I don't think you should be able to be a police officer for more than, say, five years. Me personally, from what I've gathered, from what I've seen, I think that's a healthy alternative. I don't think being a police officer should be a career thing, at least not a beat cop, a person that's out, you know, patrolling and shit like that. Mm -mm. That's a good point. That is a good point because just imagine what all you'll see in five years. That's what I'm saying. So you think you take your average military guy, right? Now, factor in battle-tested, combat-ready, been to Afghanistan a couple times. 
which is in some cities, man, Detroit, <laughs> you know, New Orleans, I can keep going. There's a few places around this country, Chicago, uh, that if you fuck around, that that job could easily cost you your life. Because yeah. everybody you're chasing has got just as many guns as you do. <laughs> so yeah. I think that getting shot at and dealing with shit like that on a regular basis will definitely give you post-traumatic stress to the point that you will build an involuntary prejudice to situations. Now, I also understand you need to have intuition and know when, you know, the kid's bullshit and he's got something he's not supposed to have. You know, like, there's there's certain things that you will sharpen as a skill, but I do believe that if you just hang out in shitty parts of town and you just happen to keep arresting black folks, eventually you're going to be like, well, look at all these black folks. They fucking suck. Look at that one. He's probably doing something wrong. Maybe. But you shouldn't think like that. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I've said it before, I think one of the big things that would help a lot with that is have people police their own neighborhoods in terms of hire cops from that neighborhood who knows the people in the neighborhood who can tell you, okay, this kid, he's a good kid. He's not going to cause any trouble. Yeah, he sells a little weed on the side or whatnot. Right. But he's not going to shoot up anybody's blocks. So let's not harass him and try to shoot him in the head. There's no connection. There's no association. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. I've heard that too. Like beat cops, guys that used to just be from the, the neighborhood. They knew everybody. And that's, I think that's healthy for sure to at least know your neighborhood policeman. But I don't know, man. I think we're a little too far gone for that right now. Maybe someday. It's possible. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Mm. <laughs> Maybe someday. Huh. <sighs> that was fun. Definitely. Hey, you want your last question, Devin? I'm down. So uh, one of your famous questions that you ask every time pertains to the apocalypse. Now, what your question is, is zombie apocalypse, five things you would keep, your wife and kids don't count, blah, 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 blah. Yes. Okay, Delvin. It's the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Now you have okay. to pick you have to pick somebody. No judgment. I'm just asking a question. Which celebrity would you still bang as a zombie in the zombie apocalypse? You're walking Rihanna. Without <laughs> <laughs> a doubt, Rihanna. You don't want to think about it. I, I don't even take a second guess to that. Rihanna without a doubt. I'm quite sure there's a couple of other ones. But she's just the one who immediately came to my mind. Yeah, it's like, no, 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 it's fine. I can deal with this. <laughs> we just got to lose those teeth. It's cool. <laughs> so, so so then it goes to the next question. Zombie apocalypse. Zombie Rihanna. You're walking through the streets of... You're in Miami, right? South Florida? Yes. Okay, walking through the, the streets of Miami. The zombie of Rihanna. <laughs> mm, we'll say two weeks at this point. Two weeks dead Maybe still a little bloaty. Definitely stiff. But looks like Rihanna. Hey, it's dead Rihanna. That's the beginning point all the way up to, we'll say, two months later. In that Florida heat, salty air, funkadelic, fucking hanging off the bone. Look like a chicken casserole, Rihanna. <laughs> at what point do you pull the plug on that? See. The way I look at that situation is, I'm not gonna let her get to that point. I'm gonna keep her inside the house and like have like air conditioners and filters and shit. And 
putting on like whatever kind of moisturizer I could possibly put on her to keep her skin moist so she doesn't get like a prude and shit. You just be ripping off Walgreens and stealing <laughs> fucking olive Olay. <laughs> I'm going to learn how to um, this shit called embalmer and shit so she skin doesn't look crazy. It's just a shitload of plastic wrap. No, no, no. It's fine. Look, hang on. <laughs> Duct tape. She's still Tell me she's been dead for months. Uh-uh. I'm keeping her alive. She's just hanging her from the ceiling. <laughs> Eventually her fucking legs will start falling off. He's like, it's still... No! Hold on, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> hey, man. Earlier this week, uh, you told me two different stories. Now, I don't know if they were the same stories, but they were two different incidents. There was one earlier that you said that your family couldn't hear. That was in, oh. a, in a conversation we had. I don't know if you recall that one. And then there was the other one that we were talking about where we were talking about uh, Dave's poll and what's the meanest shit somebody ever said to you. I think they were one of the same. They might be the same story? Yeah, it was, they were one of the same because I think... Okay, I, I'll tell this part. The question was, what's the meanest thing somebody ever said to you? And the answer for me was, I didn't... I took me a minute to really think about it because I didn't want to know if I wanted to answer it or not. Yeah. I said, fuck it, it's Dave. Somebody told me that the man that I call my father is not my father, period. Oh, and they need to stop lying to you and tell you the truth, essentially. So and how old were you when that happened? Twelve. Okay. And the story gets even more fucked up from there. I don't think I've ever told nobody this story. I haven't told many members of my family this story. So this is... You're 12. Are you living with your dad? Like, is your mom and dad together, or is this what's they're, what's they're the not together? Yeah. Oh, uh, but I usually go over there every weekend to stay at his house and stuff like that, or stay at his house like Friday, Saturday, or Sundays at, at this time. Okay. But not married okay. at all. Not married. No, they weren't. Okay. They have been married since I was probably two. Okay, cool. I, you know, married, separated. Sometimes that happens. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. we just just cheaper to not get divorced. Fuck it. <laughs> we split the taxes. Exactly. But um. This is where the story gets interesting. Because around that time, I was probably 11 or 10. My cousins moved in with my dad. It was a, a male and a woman. The, her and the wife, the, the mom and the son, obviously. And they were like, I didn't never really ask how they were my cousins. They were like my fourth or fifth cousin. They weren't like blood, blood, blood cousins. Yeah. But it was my dad's like long lost niece or some shit like that. Okay. And her so, son, I guess, is that? Yeah, that was her son, yeah. Okay. So they, they came down to live in Miami. They came to live with my dad. So okay, that's a little weird. I, apparently, it was, it was to her she got on her feet or whatnot. A little weird, whatnot. So, like I said, this is a story I never told anybody. Don't talk about this off, but fuck it. I'm telling you here. Yeah, man. Let it, let it all hang out, baby. I yeah. have no judgment. Tell me what this bitch so, did. So... There's always been rumors about my dad having an affair with her. With this person in particular? Yeah, she was like, I think my dad was like 45 at the time. She's like 35. It's his niece. Like that fourth removed niece or some shit like that. It's one of his co- hey. his brothers. Cause my, brother, my dad had like a bunch of brothers and sisters and shit like that. Hey, dude, I live in Arkansas. I think I've yeah. technically banged a cousin. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, but this, like I said, this story's going to get more fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, this is already like, an accused relationship, but nothing proven, I guess. And now she's moved in. 
don't, don't, like I said, nope, I'm 11 years old this time, and I'm hearing these rumors of this shit happening. So, I'm like going over my dad's house every week and everything like that, and not really grasping the situation and stuff. They're always talking and arguing and stuff like that. It's a little weird. I'm like, okay, I'm 11. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Playing about playing with toys and stuff like that. So then one day, I think it's a Saturday, my dad has to go somewhere. And it's just me and her at the house. And she literally pushes me on the ground and proceeds to rape me. Like straight up. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. This is my first sexual experience. I'm confused and flabbergasted and stuff like that. Now, let and me then, ask you, did you, were at that point, did you know what was going on? Like, were you, because, dude, I, I had a situation when I was a little kid, like eight. So I've known yeah. about sex long before I fucking should have. So I'm, were you aware of what was going on at that point? And you were kind no of like, clue. oh, shit. <laughs> I just knew it was wrong okay. at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was wrong. So she raped me. She did. I don't want to get into details about it, but she raped me and stuff like that. So, I get home. I tell my mom about it. Right. She gets mad. She takes me over to my dad's house. Everybody's over there arguing and stuff like that. And she, my mom said, like, you're fucking him and stuff like that. And now you're involved my son in this shit, whatnot. Right. So, then she just bursts out with the... Um, well, that's not his his son is his son anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. Oh, so she threw like the counterattack. Yeah, then she straight oh. up says, "Delvin, I'm telling you now, that's not your real dad." Now, this is the other chick or your mom? The other chick. Okay, okay. My dad didn't say nothing. My mom's cussing the lady out about to beat the shit out of the lady. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's earning an ass whooping at this point in my book. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, a, a so. solid one too. <laughs> I nothing ever came because my dad like um, stopped me from fighting and stuff like that. We left. I didn't really go over my dad's house that much after that. Yeah. But the the thing that bothered about the situation is one, the lady nothing never happened to the lady because of it. Yeah. She, like I said, she fucking committed rape. Yeah. For, this, I mean, this is how this is one like, things. God damn, man. This is the one of the things where I can sympathize with women in terms of how. They say that their voices are not heard. Like, yo, I got fucking raped at 12. I told people. I did the thing that people say that you should do. And nothing happened. Nothing at all. And even then, I felt that. I think I helped that. Um, I, I don't talk to my dad today. Yeah. Like, I, it's like I've talked to him once in a while. But I don't rush to call him or anything like that. And that question has never been answered for me. And it's even got to the point where I've told him. My mom, my mom has been adamant of saying, that's your dad, that's your dad, that's your dad. I don't think he's adamant of believing that, even though he says it. Now you ask me, let's take a DNA test. Yeah. Fuck it, I'll pay for it. He's what, never done it. What happened with uh, with the cousin, if you don't mind me asking? She, I think, well, she ended up moving back to Missouri. Okay. So that kind of ended that story, scenario, shit like that. My dad's happily married now to some new woman that's, Probably a little bit, maybe five years older than me. I mean, hey, what, I can't get mad at that when you get old. Not at all. I can't get mad at that. She's a good, she's a good woman and stuff like that. So I can't be mad at it. But you know, 
but I think I've kind of always held it against my dad. Like, fuck, I was an 11 year old kid. And I know people think, oh, you were getting pussy. That's. No. no, no, no. That's it, it doesn't that's work like ask, that. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to ask because, like with mine, you know, I was aware, and he was a guy. You know what I'm saying? Like I got taken advantage of, and you know, I didn't talk about that for years. But at the end of the day, the reason is because I would have had the same outcome as you, Devin. You know, yeah. my grandma was a sick person, so I know at the end of the day. She wouldn't have called the police. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, she would have fucking blamed me. Like, then that's what would have happened. And now it's 20 years ago. You know, what What am I supposed to do? He lives 30 miles from here, Delvin. <laughs> you think yeah. I haven't thought about pulling up on him once or twice? Yeah, I, I don't blame you. It's funny you should mention that because <laughs> a couple months ago, right, one of my friends who's on... Um, He's a podcaster and stuff like that. His name is James Gabsey. He does the podcast. I know um, James. What happened? Yeah, yeah. You know James. Yeah. He does the podcast of um, Who It Win. He was like, Delvin, you should have a Facebook page. You know, your podcast is pretty popular. All podcasts that are popular should have a Facebook page. And he said, yeah, man, do it. We can promote some of your stuff on there. I can send you stuff. And I'm like, man, James are cool. So you know what, James? Fuck it. I'll do it. I never wanted a Facebook page. I fucking hate Facebook. Yeah, I don't fuck with Facebook. <laughs> I, for so many different reasons one of the reasons is that I don't like talking to people I'm very when it comes to people I know like you, me and you I can talk to you all day because I don't have a problem talking to you because you're cool yeah but it, it, it's a certain, certain level of 40 conversation. you can just call me asshole you know what I'm saying if we know each other that well <laughs> yeah if I can call and, me you know, it, it's a certain level of fakeness I feel that come with Facebook because people are living their false lives yeah, well, it's all social media, dog. For most, for of the course, most part. of course. And it's still, I'm still like kind of grasping that aspect of it because I'm brutal. I'm honest on social media. What you see from me is kind of what you get. So when I see other people like not being genuine about who they are, I'm like, oh, fuck out of here with that shit. But anyway, so I get Facebook and stuff. Yes. And one of the first messages I get is apparently from this woman who raped me the cousin lady yes niece her yeah. her sister asked me all kind of, i don't know if it was the lady who raped me or her sister but she was using the account asking me all kind of questions and stuff like that about how am i doing and you have kids now and you're older now and ah everything's okay with you and then because i didn't know this at the time that when you sign up for facebook account it shows your phone number Oh shit, that's fucked. <laughs> yeah, like you have to turn that setting off. I actually had to tell, I had to ask somebody, like, "Hey, how the fuck do you turn this off?" Because I didn't know. Like, I, like I, said, I never used Facebook before. It, no, Twitter doesn't do that. But no, like, you can no. look up a person's phone number on Facebook. Straight up, straight up, look up and be able to call them and everything. So they called me. How did that conversation go? It was rough, man. I I, I was speechless. I was shocked that somebody would have the fucking audacity to call me yeah. after they know what they did. That's the part that I think, for me, and I, I wonder with you, with your situation now, the only way that they would get in trouble is if they just, like, confessed. That's the only way it's going to happen, and nobody's going to willingly go to prison for rape, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I think the anger 
would come from the denial. Because I know I'm not crazy. I know I was there. (laughs) But I can't prove it. I don't have a video. I don't have a picture. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's my word against yours. Then, same situation with you. I mean, it's, but. Yeah. It's, 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 it's that and it's so much more behind it because for that moment in time that person's had p- power over you mm-hmm. and they took something from you that was kind of important to you you know what I mean yeah I mean it's I think my thing was like I caught I'm trying to think like I remember the a lot of it yeah, I've spoken before about like my memories and stuff, like with getting shot. Like I remember that very well. Like a video, I can watch it. I remember a lot of those other memories too. <laughs> and it's weird because I found out like about sex very shortly before that. You know, I kind of I think I put two and two together. I was alone a lot as a kid, and I think I caught like my grandparents fucking around once, and I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck is that?" And I saw heavy metal. And then I found a porno magazine. And then, like, one thing led to another. I told dude about the magazine vis-a-vis. He was like, oh, you fucking, uh, what do you think about that magazine? You know, that, so it's fucked up in the sense that, you know, at the time, I wasn't getting any fucking attention. So it's like, I was preyed upon. I mean, this bitch fucking raped you. <laughs> like, it's different, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. why I think there has to be... There's definitely a process for, for trying to definitely not forgive, <laughs> not forget because it's kind of burned in your shit. But there's got to be a, some way to just kind of deal with it, you know? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, I don't know how else. Like, the way I look at it, and this is, I'm being completely honest. Uh, I've never had sex with a girl that was underage for, you know where I was at in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like I've made a very, very, and after I become an adult adult, I only bang 40 year old chicks. Like that's just what it was. And I feel like me doing that is enough. (laughs) It's the cycle. You know what I'm saying? That's what they say. The statistic is if you get fucking molested as a child, you're probably going to molest kids. That's how it works. You know? So now as an adult, I can look at that guy and not feel sorry for him but understand that he was an 18-year-old person who probably got fucked with when he was a kid by some other person in his family, and he wasn't strong enough to break that cycle. Yeah. The chick that did what she did to you probably had the exact same thing happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's it's that a fucked true. up thing to think about, but, you know, people prey on family members all the time, man. It happens a lot. My wife didn't even know that <laughs> until recently. Her friend said something about, you know, some incestual something, and I go, if you leave kids alone long enough, they're going to fuck each other. <laughs> that's just how it works. And it doesn't matter, like, the age range. Like, it's, you can't leave kids alone because <laughs> eventually they will fuck each other. So don't do that. <laughs> Plain and simple. Yeah, I, I can see your point with that, definitely. I I kind of raised my kids. I think what happened to me kind of warped my mind to make sure that shit never happens to my kids, so I'm overprotective of them with situations like that. Yeah. Like, I don't let my kids stay at nobody's house or anything. I'm oh, like, yeah. Fuck that, dog. Mm-hmm. 
you stay you stay here with me. <laughs> how how old are they, Delvin? My son now is going to be fourteen in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and my daughter is twelve. So you've been in pretty deep with all the talking and the talking about this, that, and inappropriate and consent oh, and yeah, all that definitely. shit. Pretty good job, man. That's that's great. Consistently. And I told them literally, if somebody ever touches them, I will kill the person. <laughs> when I will go to jail and gladly that time. Yeah, yeah it's no cool. No questions asked. Yeah, your college is paid for, man. I'm just going to go to prison for a little while. I'll get in shape. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it'll be, le- you know, it's it's crime of passion. You fuck, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, straight up. Like, I would I would not have any sympathy for it. Mm-mm. I would gladly do that time. And I'm not fucking. I, this is what a situation I don't even go to the police. I'm going to deal with you. Hey, there's a dude here that it, and this is just a shout out for the home team, right? <laughs> that situation happened where some he walked in and caught some dude like butt fucking his kid, right, his little boy, and he beat him either to death or damn near to death and called nine one one. Like, there's audio of it. <laughs> beat the fuck out of him, and he's just like, "Hey, uh, I'm here." This guy, uh, you know, fucked my kid. So I'm, I'm beating the shit out of him currently. And uh, y'all can get here in probably the next 10 minutes. You know, he'll probably still be alive. But I'll see y'all when he get here. <laughs> like, it's you can listen to this shit. And I hear that and I go, oh, man. <laughs> That's next level. Like, you have to be on another planet to, to just show up and just literally beat somebody to death. But I yep. get it now as a parent, as an adult, as a person who's been through that. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Like if, if somebody made a move, I would probably come close to killing somebody. If not, just go ahead on and do it. Yeah, I have I have no problem or no sympathy with that at all. I would gladly put your kids. Yeah. Makes me think about that Sandusky thing. You know, that one coach that walked in and saw him fucking that kid. Yeah, I don't understand how he would let that shit slide. I yeah. don't like. And look, I don't judge people. Yeah, I I try hard not to. There's a few that I do, and that's one of them. I'm just like, you could have at least thrown a roll of paper towels at the guy or something, you know? <laughs> like, come on, bare buddy. minimum shit. He could have did. Could have at least yelled, screamed. You could have screamed like a ten year old girl. Ah! <laughs> Had people run in to see what was going on, but you just walked out. So, yeah. That guy that uh, beat the shit out of that guy, he uh, went in front of the a jury trial and he got guilty, but the judge gave him like three years. That's great. Three years for that's beating no beating somebody to death? That's time well spent. You know what I'm saying? It's just prison. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think sometimes you, gotta, you, sometimes you gotta be like whatever. What is it? It's the the juice has got to be worth the squeeze, right? <laughs> exactly. I think beating the fuck out of somebody that that happened to to get inappropriate with your kid carrying around the weight of somebody possibly fucking with you, yeah, <laughs> that feel real good. You're like, I'm good now. I'm happy. <laughs> it's the answer. Uh, Delvin, it's been a pleasure getting to sit and speak with you this evening, and uh, thank you for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. No problem, buddy. You know, pleasure been mine, man. It's been it, awesome. I uh, I love having you, and you're back. welcome to come back anytime. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I want you to give your shout-outs real quick and let everybody know where uh, to find you in case they want to go visit. Yeah, um, just check me out on Twitter at Devil underscore Cox and check out the Devil Cox Experience. It's literally the name anywhere you get podcasts. And check out um, 
the people who are gamers, I do a new podcast now with a bunch of people called the PlayStation Experience Podcast. Hell so look yeah. that up on your Googles. It's really cool. Do that shit. Have a good evening, sir. I'm going to go eat some dinner. <laughs> Later, bro. Yeah, take it easy. You too. So that was my conversation with Delvin Cox. I love that dude. <laughs> He's been a very prominent member of the retweet group, the podcast circle jerk community and uh, i really do appreciate having him around he's a bad motherfucker and uh, you guys should all be on board with delvin cox the delvin cox experience google that shit subscribe follow i think he's got patreon give him money do all that shit i did a a bonus episode with him you can listen to it for like a dollar so go do that shit it's crazy man you know it takes a lot of uh, a lot of guts to talk about some of the stuff we talk about and, uh, you know, I appreciate him being willing to share some of his experiences. It, it helps for people like me to, to be able to process and deal with shit, too. They're my favorite. So anytime you want to come back, motherfucker, you bring it on over. That's that. Uh, taking care of business. Guys, if you'd like to support the show, be sure to go to biobidet.com. B-I-O-B-I-D-E-T. Use promo code POBOYS. You get 10% off everything in the stove to clean your booty hole. They got other stuff too. They have faucets and other hardware, plumbing. It's it's a wonderful company. And uh, they're actually hopefully going to hook me up with something real special. I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted. But uh, yeah, great place. Good company. And uh, you guys, it's the holiday season. If you want to change your family's life. Or maybe your mama. Buy her a bio bidet. Even install it for her. Don't be a prick. Go over there. Hook that shit up. But that's that. You know the deal. Tell your friends. Tell your mama. Tell your friend's mama about the show. Uh, like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good shit. If you're listening, you probably already know where to find it. But you can Google the show. You can find me on Twitter. At PoBoyPod. At JodyB501. And yeah, man. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. We're getting into the holiday season, and I'm looking forward to it. So, you all have a wonderful weekend, and uh, I'll see you soon. Motherfucker. I got ice in my veins, blood in my eyes, hate in my heart, love in my mind. I seen nights full of pain, days are the same. You keep the sunshine, save me the rain I search but never find, hurt but never cry I work and forever try, but I'm cursed so never mind And it's worse but better times seem further and beyond The top gets higher, the more that I climb The spot gets smaller, and I get bigger Trying to get in where I fit in No room for a nigga, but soon for a nigga It be on, motherfucker Cause all this bullshit, it made me strong, motherfucker So I pick the world up and I'ma drop it on your fucking head Yeah, bitch, I'ma pick the world up and I'ma drop it on your fucking head Yeah, and I could die now Rebirth, motherfucker Hop up in my spaceship and leave Earth, motherfucker I'm gone Motherfucker, I'm gone Oh, I know what they don't wanna tell you just hope you're heaven sent and you're hell proof. I, I walk up in the world and cut the lights off. And confidence is a stain they can't wipe off. Huh. 
My word is my pride, but wisdom is bleak, and that's a word from the wise. Served to survive, murdered and bribed, and when it got too heavy, I put my burden to side, so I could pick the world up and I'ma drop it on your fucking head. <laughs> yeah, bitch, I'ma pick the world up and I'ma drop it on your fucking head. This pain you'll never know If only you could see just how lonely and how cold And frostbit I'll become My back's against the wall When push come to shove I just stand up and scream fuck them all Man it feels like these walls are closing in this roof is caving in But it's time to raise it then Get days and numbered like pages in My poker rhymes got them cooking Boy, this crooked mind of mine Got them all shook and scared to look in my eyes I stole that fucking clock I took the time and I came up from behind And pretty much snuck up and fuck, fuck this game up Better be careful when you bring my name up Fuck this fame, that ain't what I came to claim But the game ain't gonna be the same On the day that I leave it But I swear one way or another I'ma make these fucking haters believe it I swear to God, won't spare the ride I'm a man of my words So your fucking head's better not I'ma fuck around in this bitch and roast everybody Sleep on me, that pillow is where your head will lie Permanently, bitch, it's petty by This world is my Easter egg, yeah, prepare to die My head is small, my confidence is off the stage Is my pedestal, I'm unstoppable Incredible, Hulk, you're trapped in my medicine ball I can run circles around you so fast Your fucking head will spin, dog I split your cabbage and your lettuce and olives I fucking pick the world up and I'ma drop it on your fucking head Yeah, bitch, I'ma pick the world up Motherfucker, I'm gone. Motherfucker, I'm gone. I'm gone.